0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ecta, and today I'm excited to introduce you guys to the beauty director for Women's Health Magazine. Um, she's joining us today to discuss her career background and just talk all things skincare with us. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Christina Rodolfo. Welcome, Christina. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Can you start us off by doing a deep dive into your career background? I know you have a lot of amazing highlights. Um you know, and things that you've accomplished. So tell us all about it.
1: yeah so I'm, I'm very lucky in that I knew what I wanted to be since I was 14 years old and, and you could you could say even younger than that because I was in second grade and already writing poetry and I loved creative writing so I knew that I wanted to have a career in writing but I just didn't know exactly what that would look like and so when I yeah. was in high school and writing for the school newspaper and you know getting introduced to journalism I started realizing oh I'd love to be a journalist I'd love to be a reporter and I uh, you know One field trip when I was at a summer writing camp, I went to Nylon Magazine and I met the beauty editors there. And actually, I don't even know if they were beauty editors, Um, but they were (laughs) editors, period. And in my head, I thought that they were just the coolest people on earth and nothing like what I saw in the Devil Wears Prada <laughs> in, a, this fi- <laughs> in this fictional magazine world. I'm like, they're so nice. Um, <laughs> and, That's amazing. I love that. I and love that. Um, and they were just so open about, I, like, I, I, it was such a vivid memory of mine going into this conference room and seeing all, all these people working at their computers and the fashion closet and seeing the photo shoot room. And it was just so enthralling to me you know and that's when yeah. I decided okay I want to be a reporter I definitely want to work in a magazine and I definitely want it to be like a fashion magazine so yeah. originally you know I loved fashion and I you know Project Runway America's Next Top Model like all those shows I was um, obsessed all, the yes. good ones. <laughs> all like like honestly honestly such a gold moment for for reality tv but yeah. uh, but I was obsessed with all of those shows and and I was obsessed with shows like Ugly Betty which was about you know the magazine world as well oh, and, I remember I, remember, I got
0: into it, but yes, yes yes keep going yeah and and
1: so what What I mean I remember watching Ugly Betty and thinking to myself like oh my gosh she's me because she was a girl with braces and I had braces and I, and then she yeah. she uh, commuted back and forth from Queens to the city to work in a big magazine and that was kind of my dream so um yeah. with all of that considered I really wanted to get into fashion and then I you know started out my career at a startup website that it got you know a year later I was laid off with a whole team because that's what happens sometimes with startups and yeah, it was yeah. it was definitely an education into the digital media world and from there I started you know freelancing and, and working at uh, websites like instyle.com and mm-hmm. I reached out to some people that I had interned with um, when I was in college because I went to NYU and uh, oh nice yeah, yes, love yeah.
0: NYU grad. you're <laughs> so freaking cool
1: <laughs> it's like everyone was way too cool for me me when I was in school but when <laughs> I, I was like oh you launched an app and uh and uh it's already got like investment funding cool I'm just trying to pass class um so yeah, I know so- no
0: I know it's like <laughs> thanks and I'm Asian. like for me, it's like animation, I'm underachieving, like.
1: <laughs> oh, but I, but I, you know, when I was at NYU, I was able to really intern every single semester at places like, you know, a weekly magazine, like Time Out New York, Um, that was a print magazine. And then I would intern at places like harpersbazaar.com and other like stylecaster.com. And I feel like, you know, really building up four years of experience basically while I was still in school full-time really helped me kind of catapult into the editorial magazine and digital media world, because I just had so much experience already working in, you know, in the real life, like magazine world. So um, that made me a really, you know, strong candidate when it came to applying to jobs. And eventually I landed at L.com and uh, that was a dream of mine from when I was 17 years old, and an L subscriber. And I would, you know, pour over those pages and read every single line, and look at the masthead and dream about my name being on there. So it was really surreal when I got eventually. It was it was surreal to be an intern there, and then it was even more surreal to become part of the staff there. You know, it was. You know,
0: I feel like yeah. Elle recruits <laughs> some of the most badass women, and for uh, editorial, because I've spoken to, um, you know, the my. Past guests some of them have a lot of them have uh, experience with L and yeah. you guys all talk about it like you're always like it's a great experience you're know I mean? <laughs> great
1: experience. Yeah, so that's. I think I think it was just a brand that I so strongly identified with because of the way that it really melded together style and substance. You know, it it was it's really one of those publications that, and a lot of publications are like this now. But but from you know when it was founded over thirty years ago, it was really one of those publications that uh, that really set the standard when it comes to fashion and personal style and how that interacts with all the other parts of our lives, whether it's politics and culture and entertainment and you know it. it really didn't look at fashion as an isolated thing, but but from a more critical lens. And I feel like that, that kind of lens really helped me grow as a reporter. And I was able to do such yeah. amazing projects while I worked over at l.com And when I left there, uh, I was there for a total of four years. And I started out doing more general stuff like I would do celebrity news I would do a little bit of fashion I would do a little bit of entertainment and that was so much fun for me my true passion was in beauty and so when I eventually was became the senior beauty editor at L.com I was really able to do such amazing things because you know with digital media transforming every single day I pivoted so much like I became from a writer to being, uh, you know, helping produce video series and helping post oh, wow. you know, yeah. no, them and all of that's, those.
0: That's things. the yeah. one thing when I was reading your bio, I was like, you know, this is insane. You've, yeah, exactly. You've transitioned from so many different roles. And I feel like someone like you must have such a well-rounded perspective when it comes to um, really, I mean, beauty overall, right? Because it's, yes. it's through all of these avenues that we get the information so I I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you but I that was really something that stood out I mean how has that been like in terms of just like now when you look back on it like does that do you incorporate all that stuff like you know on your own like and you know but automatically is what I mean or does it like you still have to compartmentalize
1: no, I, I think in order to be a reporter, a, a journalist, a magazine editor, whatever you want to be, a creator these days, I think that you have to think really 360. You have to think from all angles. And and working on websites, you know, before my current job right now as the beauty director at women's health, I work on both the print magazine, which is monthly, as well as the website. And I think juggling those two is very different from being focused only on digital, because when you're on digital, you, you really are trained to think even more so about, you know, how can this be, how can the story be better with a photo shoot, with GIFs, you know, with video, with, you know, is this a, is this a continuing series that we want to do? How do we want it to look as somebody scrolling on their phones? Because that's how most people are consuming content. It's, you know, will this look good on a tiny screen? (laughs) Right, right. Um, So so these are all the skills that I had to learn. And, And it's crazy when I think about it, because when I, when I started my career, Instagram was not a thing right like and right, the, and the yeah. way that it's completely transformed all of us in so many ways, but mainly in the way that we consume our news, you know, and and so I thought that I was going to be a, a a reporter at a desk and kind of behind the scenes and and I never really pictured myself being on camera or interviewing celebrities on camera or right. you know
0: when you when you first started talking about your um your career history you mentioned the reporter portion I love that I really love that because the whole idea of good reporting and you know just this uh journalism background is I feel like so underplayed in the beauty editorial world you know and yes. in terms of the, uh, yes you're know, you know what I'm saying like so I really love that highlighting that so I, and I want to talk about that a little bit actually if you can sure. go into the journalism start like what really interested you about journalism and what did you you know we all have big dreams right so right. We imagine <laughs> what we're gonna do as like whatever it is we want to do so yeah tell us more about that.
1: so what really fascinated me about being a journalist I think was just the way that it can connect people you know it's it's yeah. like I so many writers that I have admired have used writing and and telling stories and writing articles as a way to help people see the humanity in other people. You know whether it's you know somebody who is struggling or a, a big CEO who seems like this this ominous figure that you would know nothing about, but then it humanizes them. You know, it. I feel like there's such a power in in reading and being able to relate to it. So for me, yeah. it was just such a an amazing way to to get into the worlds that I was curious about. So whether it's fashion or whether it's, you know, I worked on a on a documentary at L called Beat and it's um, about how drag queens helped shape the beauty industry. It was nominated for a Webby award and that was like, you know, one of my career highlights and wow. I think that yeah. what that really, you know, proved to me is just like how wonderful this avenue of reporting and journalism is to step into worlds that are not like the ones that I know. So I was yeah, like, yeah. I, I was backstage with drag queens at you know, getting ready with them at, at these like underground shows or going to Las Vegas and, <laughs> and God, going, so cool. you know, yeah. I was, I was in LA and at drag con um, and with so many fans of these drag queens. And it was just such a world that I wasn't, I wasn't completely familiar with, but you know dived right into and and it opened my mind up to just the beauty of how makeup specifically can help transform your entire being you know like it can help yeah. you create a new a new a new person a new persona that is inside of you that you don't you didn't express before and and i feel like seeing the seeing things like that witnessing just the creativity the the amazing passion that people have and and getting to have the privilege of telling their stories is, is what really has drawn me to being a reporter. And you're completely right in that a lot of people, when they think about beauty editors, they kind of think about the glamorous part of it, right? Where it's yes. like, you're, exactly. um, Devil you right know, product. I keep up that movie. No <laughs> hits. Okay. No, no hits. It's one of my, it's one of, one of my favorite movies because, you know, I'm obsessed with Emily Blunt, Anne Hathaway, Meryl Streep, all of them, oh, but, me too. but, me um, too. but I think that what, what people miss sometimes when you see what a beauty editor does from the outside, you know, you're looking at my social media page and it might appear that all I do is, is play with makeup and right. get facials and, you know, exactly. go, and go and on fabulous, fun stuff. <laughs> go on fabulous trips. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but most of what my job really is, is honestly reporting. And I'm on the phone. I have dermatologists on speed dial. I'm constantly asking them about the latest studies on skincare and, you know, what's happening <laughs> with in the scientific world of, of beauty, because uh, that's kind of what attracted me to beauty is just how multifaceted it is. It's not just about what you're putting on your face. It's also right. about the it's it's tied to so many so many so many factors uh including science and also you know our world today and it's beauty is such it's a tied everything it's tied it to has everything, everything. And, yeah and you know one thing
0: I want to actually want to go back to your work with the um you know just you know you were describing you got to have this beautiful new perspective um when you did your your piece with the um you know the direct queens and makeup and and, and I, I want to talk about that because mm-hmm. Honestly, I think right now we're living in a world where people need to understand what American culture is, if you know what I mean. And Mm -hmm. I think pieces like this to me are so vital for that because um, from a cultural standpoint, because when it comes to open mindedness and when it comes to just, you know, Wanting to be more open-minded as a society, as a society, I think um, you know Americans and us as Americans, we have this this will in us, right? We want to know more. We want to know more different perspectives. At least that's what I've encountered, you know, from mm-hmm. the people I know. Um, and so I, I, I love that you you did that piece because it's it's like you know you're you're putting us, you're giving people a, a peek into what it looks like from another person's eyes. So I think from that journalism standpoint. Um, you know I want you to talk more about that in terms of just how it's helping define this you know what I mean like this beauty culture that we're living in
1: completely well yeah yeah, since it was it was a documentary video so I wasn't I wasn't on camera or anything like I, I'd done with other video series where it's more fun and interactive. This was very much just about the subjects speaking and telling their stories from their perspectives. So uh, I was really just there on the other side of the camera asking all of the questions and really digging deep into the history of drag and how drag has evolved and how it's changed with the popularity of RuPaul's Drag Race and, and all of that. Right. So so mm. I think that the you know the reporting aspect of that is just so incredibly fulfilling. Because people want to tell their stories. And with a, an, a giant, you know, legacy publication like L and the millions and millions of readers and viewers that and subscribers that they have on that on that channel and that that publication, I think it just, it, it really showed me the power that I had that I didn't realize, <laughs> you know, when it right. came to when it came to doing stories and seeing how how many people it can actually reach. And hopefully open people's minds and and also give give credit where credit is due because what, right. a lot of what the what the documentary explored was the feelings of of many drag queens that they're kind of left out of the conversation when it comes to getting makeup campaigns and makeup deals when so much of drag is influential in makeup you know with yeah exactly and, and, and I feel like that's, that's
0: repeating itself I feel like history is repeating itself and that's why like I think that is so amazing that you did that because it's like, you know, we talk about things like black culture and we talk about African-American heritage and we, we, we talk about these things, but we never um, have this exclusive, like, you know what I mean? Like push where you really see all of the origins of like, you know, just different cultures, not just African-American, even my own, you know, Indian culture, um, Mm -hmm. all the Asian beauty. I mean, those kind of things do not get highlighted like that. So that's why I think that's amazing that you went straight in and you said, this is, I'm going to show exactly what's. Going on, you know. (laughs) So yeah. So I mean. Um. Anyways, I know this is super deviation. I know I'm I'm just very, very interested in your. I appreciate your interest. Thank you so much. (laughs) It really sparked my interest. So everyone listening out there, I I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) But um, let's go to skincare. Um, I know everybody wants to hear about skincare. So, um, you know, you were talking earlier about dermatologists being on speed dial, and I love that. <laughs> um, can you talk a little bit more about just your interaction with, um, you know, health professionals? Obviously you work for uh, Women's Health and, you know, that's such a, it, it's such a big statement, right? Just in saying women's health. So um, how do you approach skincare and what you love and how you recommend things?
1: For because sure. you have all
0: these issues, yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. So with women's health, we really pride ourselves on being a very science forward and research based publication. You know, we we really dig deep when it comes to talking about everything, obviously fitness and, and health and wellness. But even with beauty, I really approach it from a wellness lens. You know, everything has to come back to skin health. And does this support your skin health? Does this support right. your, your hair health? Does this support your nail health? you know and you know coming from fashion magazines in my past jobs, uh, it, it was very different. It was very much trend forward, very much following what celebrities are doing, what the runways are doing and and a lot more about what 's happening in the moment as opposed to what i 'm doing now, which is a lot more evergreen reporting it's it 's more about the things that you always will care about where it 's like I just want to know how to get rid of my acne. I just want to know how to, you know, yeah. what what kind of sunscreen I should be using. And, and that's really who our reader is. And that's the kind of reader that I, I really report for currently. So uh, I would say that the way that we, we do things and the way that we select products always comes from that, that perspective where we're thinking, okay, is this all, is, is this like, we don't, we don't really care about trends. You know, that's the right. best way to put it. We don't care about, you know, well everybody's talking about this this brand right now or this this product right now and so we have to like jump on it and have our take on it and that's not really what we do. What we do is like we we're here for the long game. You know, we're here really yeah. about about longevity and and consistency and and thinking very very much about building a routine and empowering people to have the tools that they need to help build what works for them. So I'll never be overly prescriptive where it's like, you have to use a vitamin C serum in your in your routine, or right, else, right. like I, it's very much like, here's all the information, allow me to interpret all of the stuff that's out there about skin <laughs> because there's so much yeah. now and and let me tell you what the experts are actually saying and what the science says you know that's really how i approach things
0: I love that. I love that. And I think that's a, that's, you know, your professionalism kicking in right there. You know what I mean? It's like we, as people who, you know, you go through a professional track of any kind and you want to really focus on, you know, the, the nitty gritty meat of meat and potatoes behind everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, I think doctors right now, well, I don't know if right now, but I know a few months ago or even earlier in 2020, a lot of dermatologists were kind of left out of the conversation around, you know, skin care. And, you know, if they didn't have their own line, it was like, you know, they didn't really have this platform, right? So, like, now I'm seeing that a lot more derms are being more vocal, and I love that. Like, I, I love seeing and I- that.
1: I love it too. And I honestly don't even know how they have the time of day to do this. It's, it fascinates yeah. me. I'm just like, how do you do We actually did a whole story on this because, um, and this was, I, I want to say this was in our November issue. I'm not sure actually, I, I yeah. should know, but I don't know. So, <laughs> so, um, they all meld together. So, but we did a story on how derms are kind of the new influencers. Right. And, yes. and we asked yeah. a dermatologist, we were like, how do you like, okay, so you're seeing patients, you're working in the hospital, you, you know you might have a practice how do you even make time to create tiktok content you know and trauma from medical school has left them this way and it's just like why are you doing the most Uh, so so it's just like uh, they're like oh you have to block it out like you you treat it like any other part of your job and they you know a lot of dermatologists really want to take back expertise because there's a lot of people out there who claim to be skincare experts who don't really have the same credentials as a medical doctor does you know and um and and a lot of times and and I love that dermatologists are being more active on social now and kind of you know dispelling that because i feel like a lot of times people forget how much deeper skincare is and and dermatology yes. is than health exactly. health exactly right? it's okay. health it's yeah. health yeah. and and it's not just about you know oh i want to prevent wrinkles it's it's also the work that dermatologists do is absolutely incredible uh, i'm i'm thinking of you know dr dino you know deval bonosali dr yes do- yeah, so yes. he's he's one of my favorite followers on instagram because he he shows before and afters of of really like intense patient, you know, cases. And there was one that I saw of a patient of his who, you know, where I think they were cutting themselves or they had before and they wanted to get rid of those scars and kind of move on from that, that hard period in their life. And, and he did some procedures to help get rid of those cutting scars and showed the incredible before and after. And I was just like, I messaged him because I was like, thank you for sharing this because, you know, it's such a reminder of what dermatologists do beyond giving product recommendations. There's so much, you know, knowledge there.
0: There's so much depth into their understanding, right? It's like, you know, I think, I think that's one thing that I I really wanted to ask you as well is like, how do we get all of those derms that are on Instagram right now? And they're doing great. I mean, I can, I can list, you know, so many, right? We both can, like they're everywhere and they have such unique accounts. How do we really get them to come into this conversation that's like you know in print and it's you know what I mean it's going to the masses and it's people are really because I feel like this work is like we appreciate it right but like I don't know how many people like how to reach more people is my point
1: (laughs) I think I remember i you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember the last stat that I heard about that, you know, the average um, number or percentage of Americans that actually see a dermatologist is 4% or it hovers around there. It's very low. And, wow. you know, some of that comes, you know, from access. Some people aren't in a big city like New York City or, or LA where there's a dermatologist on every block, you know, and that's a very real thing. But I, I think that some people just don't think of of dermatology as a, a priority, you know, when it comes to their skin, because they think they can self-treat because they, you know, they, maybe they follow an influencer who has really clear skin and (laughs) already, and then they ask, you know, what, what what advisor do you use? And, 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 but it's, but it's completely individual, you know, and, and I think, well, part of what I do in, in my platform and like my responsibility is that I'm constantly I will never publish a story about skin without consulting a dermatologist first like that is just not something that I do uh, and I don't even feel comfortable publishing anything about skin without talking to a dermatologist first even if it's of the course. most sim- the most simple question you know best sunscreen to use I, I will always ask for an expert's advice because I am not a medical doctor so I'm not out here giving you know skin care advice um that, yeah and that, also would you, you know, ask
0: if you know if you had an alcoholic friend who had liver disease would you you know
1: would you oh, right. not consult
0: a you know a person that is of expertise and you know I don't know I'm just
1: I'm yeah and, and I know, I know no I totally yeah. get it but it but even when it comes to acne I, I think that as somebody who's really suffered from acne and this is really what Kind of introduced me to beauty in the first place because I was a teenager who had really, really bad acne, and and the, my first introduction to a skincare routine was proactive because uh, Jessica Simpson told me to, you know. So I, I, so, I yeah. so I was true. like, oh, I, was, I was like, oh my god, Jessica Simpson, like these like proactive ads <laughs> with Jessica Simpson and like her these like zoom in on these like pictures of her, and I was like, oh my god, I feel so seen. Like I'm going right. to use this. Three, I'm going. I'm going. I was like, I'm going to use this three step routine, which honestly, like. Like, it, it's basic stuff, benzoyl peroxide, toning, right. you know, it's like, it's very basic stuff, but that taught me what a skincare routine even was, you know, <laughs> so. Yeah, but I mean, so, no no yeah. shade
0: to Proactive though, dude, no shade. No shade. we used it, we used it when it was like the up and coming skincare, hello, <laughs> you know, it was not <laughs> like, it was like the cutting edge because yeah, nobody was really talking like Proactive was, you know what I mean? They were like.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. They were really pioneers when it came to understanding a three-step skincare routine. And obviously we've evolved so much, from then um, in terms of the skincare industry but right. but part of you know again what I do is as I really try to give dermatologists and scientists and and experts in the field that I'm that I'm reporting about the the platform you know and the audience. Yeah
0: I love that and I and I I love I already knew you were doing that because I just you just you know what I mean But <laughs> I wanted you to talk about it because I really I really, really think that everybody who has a platform right now, especially in the editorial world, I mean, you know, we have to like urge them to really highlight these people because the career behind going into, you know, something like dermatology, a lot of people don't understand that most of these doctors are top scores, you know, like they're toppers in their class. Like they're some of the most, you know, intelligent minds in medicine, and I think, especially with skin health, we know so little right now from the medical research standpoint, that to give them the platform is really our own way as society, you know, doing our best to be research-based and to be fact-based in our approach in skin health. So, you know, I think it's just, I love that you're, you know, behind that movement. And I love that you're really in support of it because I see a lot of them, you know, for example, Dr. Gian Chan, she was on my show very, very early on. And mm-hmm. it just, I just sat there and listened to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was just sitting there like, yeah, yeah, like tell me more. Have, like this amazing, like well of knowledge. So, um, you know, I love that. Um, but you know, moving on, I I know that also there's a little bit of debate around now. You know, dermatologist founded skincare lines. How do you feel about those? Do you like them or how do you approach those?
1: I approach it like any other any other skincare brand, and yeah. and it's it's crazy because right now I'm working on our annual beauty awards, which publishes in May. And to do that, we, at the end of December, we, at at the end of December, 2020, we had a call out, you know, from all the brands asking for people to submit, you know, candidates for awards. And in the skincare category alone, between May, 2020 to May, 2021, there's like over a thousand launches. (laughs) And it's like, it's so crazy. And I'm like, this is just one year of launches just in one category. And that's not even counting all the other categories. It's just skin. And I was looking at all of the products that came our way to be considered. And I was just like, oh my God, how can anyone ever really sift through all of this? Let alone try it. So when 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 a new brand comes, whether it's dermatologist founded, whether it's celebrity founded, because I know people have a lot of feelings about that, Uh, whether it's, um, you know, an influencer started it, or it's just an indie brand that's, you know, starting from their bootstraps. I, I really, I I consider them all the same, basically. So I, I look a lot at their story, you know, because for me, the skincare market is so saturated that if you're launching, you must you must have found something that you really believe in. You know, it's like, yes. <laughs> it's 100%. like, what, what is compelling you to step into this in completely competitive market? Like you must believe in something. So <laughs> I- Like so you're not I, making products
0: just to make them. Like there's some reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, there has to be a reason unless it's just a cash grab or, you know, but then even then, it, it how how can you guarantee success when it's again, so competitive? So Perfect. if if you're launching- you have to have some sort of good story behind it because, well, that's what I am. I'm a storyteller. And so I'm always hunting for like, okay, what's the hook here? What makes you different? You know, what is it your ingredient story? Do you have a unique study that you did, a clinical study that showed impressive, you know, a, an impressive connection to inflammation and aging? Like I'm thinking of the the brand Hero um, with the serum that they have. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Because wow. I just met with the founders of that brand, and and I was so fascinated because they're stem cell researchers, and I was like, okay, oh my god, uh, yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, and and like they they found a a molecule, a patented molecule that um, actually you know combats inflammation in the body, and it was and it wow. was found while trying to, I believe, again, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> um, I believe um, they were doing research on joint on joints and like arthritis and they found oh, this that molecule cool. yeah because yeah, rheumatoid so-
0: arthritis arthritis is one of the biggest inflammation problems you know what exactly I mean? exactly yeah. so they
1: were they were doing research in that field and then decided to apply to skincare and so something like that i'm like oh man this is brilliant like that's nuts i had yeah. no idea that's so- <laughs> by the way if yes. you're listening
0: out there please come on to my show
1: um and they're yeah. they're using a term called inflammaging, which is you know inflammation and aging and and talking about chronic inflammation in the skin and and stuff stuff like that is what really excites me i i met with another um skincare brand that was launching and it's called self-made I don't know if you've heard about it nope at all so self-made it's it's brand new um Mm -hmm. like I don't think they're even really I feel like it was a soft launch but they have a serum um and it's not only a serum formulated to help again with this stress reaction on skin but it's also connected to a custom-built mental health platform and this is what yeah this is and it's called the you know I, I believe it's called the comfort serum and um I think that it was like when I met with the founder, I was just so fascinated because, you know, she was talking about her mental health journey on her own, you know, from being really burnt out and working a lot and then kind of traveling the world and, and, well, you know, doing doing has such
0: a huge yeah. role to play in our skin health. It, I it mean, does you know, it does. like when we're stressed out, we break out, you know, when yes, we, yes. yeah, that's, Oh my gosh. Amazing. Please continue. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> yeah
1: no, no, but it was fascinating because you know, this is pre-launch, but it was, she was explaining to me, the founder was explaining to me how, yes, that connection between your skin and your mental health. And I've, I've reported on this too. So I was, I was very familiar with it, but it was just fascinating to see a skincare brand actually, you know, put a stake in the ground and be like, we're going to connect these two together. And then it's not just going to be a skincare experience. It's also going to be a self-care experience where for real, like you'll have 21, it's called, I believe it's like 21 days of self-care and it's like, uh, a, yeah, basically an online journey.
0: This is reminding me of, I'm not even joking, dude. I was talking to somebody and told them that they need to do a collab with the Calm app because yes. of that exact, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like 21 days to perfect skin like, or like, you know, not, not perfect skin, but yes. you know what I mean? Like it would be so cool to have like a meditation component with, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's no, I that's exactly
1: this. what, what self-made the brand is, you know? And, yeah. and I loved meeting with the founder, you know, her name's Stephanie. She's, she's, you know, Chinese and Vietnamese. And I, again, as an Asian American woman myself, I always like to meet with founders who are women of color, who are Asian women, it's, who, you know, yeah. it. That is really important to me. So these are kind of the things that I consider when I'm, when I'm thinking about a brand, I'm like, what makes you different? What makes your perspective different from all the thousands of things that are out there? Cause I'm honestly, I'm skeptical, I'm jaded and I've really seen and tried it all. So it's very, it it really takes a lot to impress me. And that those are just some examples of, of innovations that get me excited.
0: Well, I think, I mean, dare I say, I think you're also one of those people that really enjoys a fresh perspective, right? I mean, yeah. that, that goes with your career background. I mean, I love that. And I think more <laughs> people need to be like that, honestly. But, yeah, I totally get you. Um, You know, that's that sounds amazing. I actually want to learn more about this. I'm actually going to go research it because yeah, I think yeah. mental health, you know, especially – That's what I mean. You know what I mean, Christina? Like, this is what I mean why we don't know anything right now about skin Mm -hmm. health. Dermatology Mm -hmm. is a budding, budding field in terms of research. There's not enough information out there yet in terms of publications. So in the meantime... We should be, you know, really looking towards these, like, connections and this, like, multi-system approach, like we would in any organ, right? If you yes. if you go to a doctor and get treated for some sort of cardiac problem, they're going to look at everything. They're going to look at your hepatic system, your GI system, your cardiac obviously your cardiac system, your lungs. Everything's going to be involved. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we doing the same thing for skin? It's our largest organ. So, yeah, that's I, I love that, um, <laughs> you know. But uh, thank you for introducing me to that. Um, I didn't know anything about this, and I thought that nobody was, you know, doing anything with mental health and skin. So,
1: yeah, I I really think that that's pro- we're probably going to be seeing more of that. Uh just because people are talking so much more about it, especially these days yeah. where, you know, a pandemic is happening, you're at home, you're people are suffering. It's it's really hard right now, just to be completely honest. And and I've definitely had my moments in the past year of being home all day after having a really social life as a beauty editor you know of Mm -hmm. of of having to really shift everything in in my perspective and my priorities and 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 mental health is is such a priority to me now and i've definitely even seen such a difference in my skin from just taking better care of myself holistically you know now that i have you know i'm very privileged to have the time to cook my own food and go to therapy. And and all of those things combined have honestly helped me with my acne more than any spot treatment can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, elaborate more on that, please. Because I think that that self-care thing really needs to be talked about more. Like we're all like, yeah, we're home, we're stressed out, but listen, this is the time To, you know, really invest in your own health in a lot of ways, right? Like eating better and and living Mm -hmm. better. Like, I mean, we, I don't know. I think people have just focused so much on COVID that we forget that this is, in a lot of ways, we've been given this time to just reset in a way, you know what I mean? If we can. And I think skincare really plays a big role in that in terms of self-care.
1: It definitely does. It definitely does. But I'm actually very simple when it comes to my skincare routine because I... I'm very selective of what products I try out just because I've had a lot of as a human guinea pig I've had a lot of bad experiences trying out trendy skincare lines or you know trying to keep up with with what the conversation was happening online and then next thing you know I have like a flare up of dermatitis all over my nose all over my chin and my dermatologist is like did I not tell you that you cannot do that yeah <laughs> so so <laughs> my I've kept my skincare routine so so simple but but I, you know, I use it as almost like punctuation marks for the day. In the beginning of the day, it's morning. I do my morning skincare routine and that's like signaling to my body, okay, I'm ready to go. It's the work day. And then right. at night when I'm winding down, I literally use an LED red light mask. I, and it it's, it's not the one that you have to like stay still for it. can It just like velcros around my it's from Omnilux it velcros around my head so I can kind of move around with it but um I use this red led light mask and it and it goes for 10 minutes and those 10 minutes I actually journal at the same time (laughs) so it's very, it's very much like a holistic experience that happens and or in the morning, sometimes I'll, I'll do my new face, you know, microcurrent, and I'll do that while I'm listening to an inspirational podcast or some good music that's like getting me zenned out. So it's, it's very yeah. much a, a process that I indulge in it's
0: like a it's like a routine now right it's like a nice routine i mean i, I, th- I love that i love that you said journaling and, and masking mm-hmm. i've been you know i i think one of the coolest things would be like if they had a skincare journal you remember when they had the yoga i don't know if you ever saw this journal there was like a yoga journal and yeah. um you, you could like open it it was very guided i would Actually, love to see that for self care, like skincare. You know what I mean? (laughs) No, I
1: actually, I, I, I actually pulled my followers one time because I, I was thinking about this a lot. I was like, do people keep track of their skincare? Because I, as after I had a really bad breakout and I didn't know what the hell I did, I was like, all right, I'm gonna be really diligent. And in my notes app, I would just put my AM routine my PM routine, I would write down any makeup that I tried any or put on my face just in case I would get a reaction. And then I would take pictures and people actually told me like a, like a large percentage of people, I would say it was around 90% of people that follow me who answered said that they don't track their skincare at all. And I'm like, how do you know if it's working? If yeah. you're not tracking
0: it. <laughs> you well, know? There's, this, there's this app now. Um, I interviewed the, the founder a, a while ago at the do app. I think she that oh. was uh, that was her goal, yeah, because it's literally like you write or you record every product that you have. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. it keeps track of like you know have you run out of it? Have you been using it? Like it's really cool. So I I I think they're getting there. You know, there are, people are making things that are like pieces of this, but I would love it if it was like in like a written form. I love writing. You know what I mean? Like sitting yeah, down and writing totally. stuff out. So yeah cool um I actually want to I want to go a little bit further and ask you I know it's very generic but um what are your favorite products right now I know you listed a lot of amazing brands already but um you know if you were to pick your favorites of I don't know let's say 2020 (laughs) you know would you have some or I mean
1: just things that you think are great oh my gosh where does one even begin um
0: Yeah. So it's a lot. It's like, yeah, it's
1: um, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is, is Tatcha's new Dewey serum. Yeah. I am obsessed with it. I got a very baby sample, baby lab sample several months ago and I, I used all like 10 milliliters that I had oh, <laughs> because wow. I was like so obsessed with it. I just love the way that it, I use it as the, my moisturizer step in the morning before I do sunscreen. So I just love how it's, it just really does plump up my skin and feels so silky and smooth. And I just notice like, it looks like my skin has natural highlighter on whenever it hits the light. And that's, that's like my vibe. And my skin has been so dry lately because of winter and indoor apartment you know, like heating so so I feel like this dewy serum has saved me <laughs> yeah. and it's just so rich and and you know I'm such a big fan of all the things that Tatcha does so I'm not surprised that this was such, I'm a, obsessed, such a hit obsessed with Tasha. <laughs> yes absolutely. yeah, yeah so uh, another thing that I really like is the hold on let me grab it it's the peach peach. (laughs) I'm I'm in my little closet okay so my peach and lily glass skin veil mist yeah okay it's a mist oh it's the mist not the serum it's the mist the newer product and I I love it because it it's really helpful for rehydrating my skin when, again, if for, for whatever reason, my skin has been crazy dry lately and I'm just like, it cannot drink enough. So, so oh, this wow. mist is has been such a savior for me in the middle of the day when I'm you know, starting to feel a little bit dry. Um, I'm guessing it's a bit, it's probably because of my prescription products, you know, like I'm using some retinoids and that yeah. can be a little bit flaky and drying on the skin. So, so that
0: has helped me I didn't know they came out with a mist. I know their serum yeah. is like a holy grail serum. It's it, like is. it is, it
1: yeah. is. And so I actually use this mist sometimes over makeup. So I, if I, if I decide to wear makeup, which is rare these days, but I, I'm usually, I used to be like such a matte skin girl because my skin was quite oily, especially in the, the center of my face. So yeah. I loved a full coverage matte foundation and I don't wear that as much these days, but if I put on makeup and I feel like I've I've caked a little bit too much or it looks a little bit too one-dimensional, I will spray this over it and I'm suddenly refreshed. I look dewy and alive. So I'm a big fan. Oh, I love that. (laughs) I love that. You know,
0: actually I want to ask you because I recently interviewed this um, awesome, awesome brand, Fresh Chemistry. And Mm -hmm. the idea was that um, their products are basically, they come in this um, non-active form in terms of like, they're not already mixed in, like the active components aren't mixed in yet. So I wanted to ask you um, actually about the whole process um, that you feel should go behind skincare? I know we all have like our favorites, you know, like I love something like this where I can like, you know, do the little chemistry thing and like, you know, I yeah, <laughs> love stuff like that. So um, do you have stuff that you look for, like in terms of just like the overall aesthetic of a cool line? I mean, um, in what draws you in with that kind of stuff?
1: What draws me in? I, you know, I hate to say it, but packaging is a factor. <laughs> it definitely right. is. Um, it, skincare is an experience and, I think that a lot of times the number of times that I've seen a brand that has a good, you know, a good formula and a you know that actually works, but then they just like fall behind when it comes to the packaging or the name of the brand or just the look and feel of it. If something is off, I'm just like they could have done this so much better. Yeah. <laughs> and and they would go so much further, you know? And and so for me. Packaging is a big deal because we live in a very visual world, especially now it's all about that virtual first life. And I feel like images and visuals, they speak to me. And so that's important to me. Um, and as opposed as for what I look for in the actual formula, I just really want it to be no frills. You know, the more, the more, the less, I don't know, the less weird selling points. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but (laughs) the the less, like, random, like, ingredients added to the, the inky list just to make a claim that this ingredient isn't there, the better, you know? So, uh, so I, I'm so much more inclined to, like, uh, a less fancy, maybe a drugstore product, but I know that it works. I know that all my dermatologist friends are using it. Like, that's the stuff that I'm really drawn to. Like, if, if my, if a dermatologist uses it then i am pretty much going to be obsessed with it because you know we have a series on women's health mag.com it's called derm diaries and and what we do is we literally ask dermatologists what their actual skincare routine is cuz you know they spend all day prescribing routines to people and I'm like what is in your drawer and I start to see the same things over and over again whether it's obviously SkinCeuticals CE Ferulic or it's the CeraVe Daily Moisturizing Lotion or it's the ISDIN you know SPF 50 Ageless Sunscreen which is my the sunscreen that I use I, I start to see these patterns and I'm just like well they know better than me so if That's a lot of the ways that I get introduced to skincare products is through dermatologists, through, you know, skincare educators that I follow on Instagram as well. Um, And what else do I look for? I look for, you know, sensorial experience. I actually don't really like fragrance. At all, I know that people have a lot of feelings about fragrance, but for me, it's literally just smelling it. Like I, I don't love a product that has too strong of a smell, because yeah. I already wear fragrance on my own. So I kind of don't want them to compete with each other. And then also for me, I don't want to go to bed smelling like a cake you know, like a, like a, yeah. like a, like a, like like a dessert. And, like pudding, <laughs> and I don't even know bananas. Like it just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't think that was necessary. Was it? <laughs> so no, the, sim- the, sim- <laughs> the simpler, the simpler and the more targeted the product, the better, you know, yes. I, I think that that's just really what I look for because my skin is quite finicky and temperamental. And when I try too hard with, with getting, you know, all the fancy ingredients and, products in there then that's when things go awry it
0: totally makes sense I completely agree with you and I'm, I'm the same way I just you know it, it's I ask because it's so interesting what brings us into, you know what I mean? Like using something on the daily. And yeah. um, I know a lot of my friends love the packaging, like you mentioned, and you know, mm-hmm. it's just something they love putting on their vanity and it's beautiful, yeah. but yeah, I'm the same no way you shame. are No shame. Listen, yeah. no
1: shame. People, it, you gotta do, you gotta do what you can to stand out in the market. And I think that that's definitely a selling point. Like, and even when it comes to retailers, if they want to stalk you, the way that they can even judge if you're on brand for them, you know, is, yeah. is your, is your look and your feel and your your more importantly, your mission. So, so that really, that all of those things speak to me.
0: Um, I, I love that. And I want to actually, I want to um, shift gears a little bit because mm-hmm. this is, I think a very important topic. It's very close to my heart as a woman of color. Um, how do you feel about representation in the skincare industry for us as women of color? Do you feel like it's adequate right now? Do you think that it needs to be, you know, revamped? I mean, what are your thoughts around it?
1: I think that there's always improvement that needs to be done. I think that thankfully there's, there's been such an interest in Asian beauty brands, you know, whether it's Korean or from, or Japanese or, you know, so many, so many are are out there and, and really killing it right now. But I think that, as always, there should be a lot more, a lot more diversity, a lot more people right. who are not just the, you know, in camp in skincare campaigns or hired for the shoot, but also the formulators behind the the scientists, the dermatologists, the CEOs, the presidents, because I I can't tell you the number of times I meet with a brand and it's a white man. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just the, the number, the number of times I, I step into a meeting and I'm just like, okay, another, another skincare brand by a white man targeting women and, you know, like w- wanting to get into the skincare business, you know, because it's lucrative. Uh, right. I feel like I can, I can see right through that a lot of times. And, um, I mean, no shade to like all the, to white, to white men. Yeah, of brand, course. Brand founders, well, it. but, but it, but it's kind of like, I, I love when I could see some, something different who has a different perspective, because no matter what you do, if you are someone who is a woman of color specifically, your, your lived experience will inform your product that you make. And yes. that's already inherently intriguing to me because I, I can relate on a level. I know what it's like to feel like the way. I look and the way that I, I was born isn't considered, you know, quote unquote beautiful, or that's how I used to feel before I was a lot more enlightened because I, I wanted to have lighter skin. I wanted to have a, you know, I'm so glad you're
0: bringing this up. Please (laughs) talk about this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I mean,
1: I'm, I'm Filipino American and, and colorism is a really, really bad issue. That's deeply rooted in the country. And, um, a lot of it is rooted in our 400 plus years of colonialism and exactly, you know yep. want it yeah. wanting to you know be the proximity to whiteness is is what was considered beautiful and to this to this day that is kind of what is celebrated whether it's a uh, you know celebrities who who gets to be a celebrity there who gets to be considered beautiful in yeah. a skincare campaign when I go to the Philippines there's there's skin whitening aisles you know and yeah and when I was maybe at 14 years old or so I would say my my aunt gave me like a six month supply of this papaya soap that was skin lightening and I felt like that's what I had to do that I had I every time I showered I used this skin lightening soap because I thought that that's what would make me beautiful and people exactly. were scared of the sun people and th- we were like we're island people like why are we scared of the sun and yeah. and, and yeah. we would you know I would see people walking in the streets there with umbrellas I would hear the comments from like aunties and you know like of, of, of wanting to make sure that you don't get too dark and and it's yeah. all it's Same. so it's just so rooted again in colonialism and and this like western influence on the country um because everybody thinks that the whiter you are the more beautiful you are and 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 it took a lot of time for me to really like unpack that and and to be so much you know to be proud of my skin color
0: yeah exactly I, I love that you I got really excited when you brought this up because it's exactly where I was going <laughs> um yeah. I really think that this is a problem I mean as an Indian woman I can honestly as Indian American mm-hmm. woman I can say that same here you know it's mm-hmm. something that we all have dealt with I think um in a way and and it's like now that i look at the skincare when i look at the skincare industry you know what offends me more is actually things that say brightening Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna lie to you and 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 it's like you know because when i think of brightening honestly christina it's a trigger word for me to think about skin lightening and and you know because when i think of bright i think of like you know you know our perception is different right like we all think differently but yeah, for me, I don't like that word. And I think it's because there's so much that, um, you know, subconscious trauma for a lot of women of color um, with this exact same problem, regardless of where we're from, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a multi, you know, cultural thing that's going on. So, you know, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know. I just think that it, it's, it's a thing that we need to talk about more, right? It's like, yeah. I don't ever articles about it I don't ever see documentaries about it and I know people who've died because of this like I knew a girl you know growing yeah I knew a girl growing up and she was you know I I was born in India and she was still there and she was a very good friend of mine and she had acid thrown on her face because when she tried skin yeah when she tried skin lightening products it left behind reactions and she almost um, you know she had a lot of patchiness right in terms of discoloration and um, she was going home one day and someone literally threw acid on her face and now she lives with that every single day and she doesn't have that you know privilege of being in america where you can get dermatologists to fix that for your help you with that you know what i mean the healing of Mm -hmm. that but and you know so this is a real problem is my point it's a thing that women deal with every single day and i would love to yeah
1: yeah, the only way to subvert that kind of deeply rooted white supremacy in the beauty industry honestly, like if we're going to be real talking about it is yeah. is is to have more people who look like you and look like me in positions of power and, exactly. and 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 to keep bringing up other people, you know, Asian women, Latino women, Black women, like just like re- bringing those people and empowering them to lead the industry I think that that's is so desperately needed so that we can shift that narrative that that you know whiter or lighter or more eurocentric is better and you see it even in when it comes to you know plastic surgery trends or when it comes to dermatological procedure trends like so much of it is rooted in that in those like deep 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 belief in in like white supremacy and right and and then honestly is features and you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. and even you know i did a report on this for women's health um in september where i i talked about the psychological effect of filters and that we use on social media uh filters and facetune and and photo editing like ar and all of it and kind of how how damaging it is to our self esteem and and our confidence and our perceptions of self honestly i talked to i talk to a lot of psychologists and and plastic surgeons and dermatologists about this and you know it's an issue, it's an issue that uh, that people i think don't talk enough about
0: yeah I totally agree I totally I love that you did a piece on that you I really love your work like I want to commend you on doing (laughs) these amazing pieces seriously dude like thank you so much we need more people doing this seriously and everyone listening out there please like take inspiration from (laughs) from uh Christina's uh work because this is this is the exact kind of reporting and and work we need I think I mean it's we know it right we've lived it as women of color we've lived all these like situations and we've seen you know all sorts of scenarios and I think bringing light to that right now is more important than ever you know and what I worry about honestly is like the the generation right after us because they're looking at us and I think they need some like drastic you know what I mean like representation of what the world should be like (laughs) Like, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like and I and I think about that and, and these kind of topics I think are what need to be brought up to help this generation understand that there are some really serious problems about you know, that involve beauty. You know what I mean? And beauty isn't just all like frills and, and feathers and happiness everywhere. It's there's there's a self-confidence component here. You know what I mean? And it, everyone deserves to have that self-confidence component be at its max capacity to benefit them. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, and yeah. and that's being hindered if we don't talk about things like skin whitening. If we don't talk about things like um Asian features and, you know, African-American features and features need to be discussed, just like, you know, skin color needs to be discussed. So I'm going to stop ranting, but.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I could go on and on and on about this. You know, it's like, I, I, it's just, I feel so strongly about it. And that's why I, I like working in the beauty industry. And I like being a reporter is because it gives me a voice in this space to, to talk about these issues.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, Christina, thank you so much. You're so cool to talk to. And I'm going to definitely beg you to come back on because (laughs) I would love for us to just pick a topic and sit down and talk because honestly, I don't, like you said, you know, perspectives, I don't get unique perspectives every day. So I I truly appreciate your time.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I feel like we, we had such an amazing conversation and, and I hope that everybody enjoyed listening.
0: Yes, absolutely. And everybody out there, please uh, give Christina a follow. Christina, can you shout out your Instagram handle so everyone can go and check your page out?
1: Sure thing. It's it's at Christina Rodolfo. I'm, I'm happy to field all of your DMs about beauty products all day. So, <laughs> so yes, I definitely slide in the DMs and, and ask me all of your questions. Awesome.
0: Awesome. And everybody, please leave us feedback on the cover art. I will pass along all of your questions to Christina. Um, Thank you for listening. Please rate us on iTunes or Spotify or any of the sound platforms that we're on right now. We love your feedback and we would love to incorporate it. So thank you so much. Thank you.